0: hello everybody and welcome to the sports as a job podcast journey of the working sports professional this is your host colby castillo i currently work as an athletic assistant event management and innumerable coordinator at the university of minnesota crookston i remember trying to get into the industry and even now networking is such an important part of this journey so what i decided to do is help you out and do the networking for you i reach out to individuals working in the sports industry They are athletic directors, assistant marketing directors, interns, and even students, but they come on and tell their story and their journey and all the insight and lessons they learned on the way. They show you that there are many different paths and many different options into the sports industry. So let me introduce to you my guest today. My guest today on the Sports is a Job podcast is Rebecca Rabin. She went from intern and graduate assistant in the sport management department at Texas A&M University to her current position of director of administration at Texas A&M University Athletics. Hear her story as she went from intern to her current position today. She graduated with her bachelor of science in health promotions at the University of Georgia. She then went on to complete her master's of science in sport management at Texas A&M University. So on this episode, join me and let's listen to her journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sports Is a Job podcast. This is your host, Colby Castillo, and to today's guest, I would like to formally welcome Rebecca Rabin. How are you doing today?
1: I am good. I'm enjoying probably our first cold weather day in Texas that we've had in several months, so it's
0: a good day for us. You're you're fortunate enough to say that I'm I'm all the way up in (laughs) Minnesota, and trust me, we our first cold day was probably about eight months ago, and. I'm dying to get out of the cold weather. I know, it's always a catch too. Nine times out of 10, it's
1: warm and muggy here, so we embrace cold weather. It's awesome.
0: I'm a little jealous of you. <laughs> anyway, so to start, I think one of the big things, um, I've actually done an internship with uh, director of administration at the University of Hawaii, so I kind of have a good idea of what a director of administration does. Um, and I think one of the big things Is that when we enter the sports industry, there are so many different options and so many different jobs, that sometimes we get lost in the description. You know, we're kind of confused and lost about what exactly certain positions do. So, if you could explain, you know, what do you do as the director of administration at Texas A and M University? Yeah. So,
1: this role kind of evolved um, when our new athletic director Ross Bjork, came on board last July. Um, But in this role, I. Kind of, I would say half of my duties are to manage him and his schedule. So it is um, setting up meetings for him, um, being a liaison across campus to whether it's our president's office, our chancellor's office, our system office, anything like that. I'm kind of the go-between between them and athletics. Um, and then also doing lots of special projects. So for instance, currently working on one where um We're partnering with our campus hr kind of group that they've got going on and working with them on how athletics can be involved in that you know we've had several different projects that uh, president's office has reached out to us for and things like that i'm the first person that those run through and typically the one either delegating managing researching doing all that kind of thing so it's a lot of different things but that's what i love because every day is a little bit different so it could be the administrative side where I'm helping Ross and managing him and getting him out in front of the right people, making sure he sees coaches, student athletes, different things like that, but then also working on um, athletic to either university or system side projects, which is really fun.
0: It sounds like a lot of big things. So, what, what's probably, what has been like your favorite special project that you've worked on and that has gone through?
1: You know, it's just, I think it's this one, and it hasn't gone through, but I'm going to claim it as my favorite now because <laughs> it's working with our um, human resource department on campus. And I think it's really cool to incorporate athletics into HR. So their viewpoint is focusing on employees. So it's kind of like retention, recruiting, keeping employees happy once they're here. It's that side of HR. So we're able to start using athletics to do that. So it's pretty cool. They're wanting to uh coordinate tours of our athletic facilities we're working on getting um, employees to certain athletic events for them and their families just as a benefit and it really is great for the employee of the university who's not used to coming to athletics but then it also opens the door to get them to be fans of ours whether they are already or or not it gets them into our facilities and they might enjoy a basketball game and then keep coming back so it's a pretty cool opportunity to mix with not only the present office but all of our employees here
0: that we don't see on a normal basis. Mm-hmm. And it seems, it seems like you have your hands in a lot of different pots. You're doing a lot of different tasks in um, different aspects of athletics. And I understand working with the um, director of administration here at the University of Minnesota Crookston Athletic Department or a small D2 school. And I understand like how you were saying, you, you do many different things, whether it's scheduling for um, the director of athletics, special projects, uh, many different things. So how do you keep yourself in check as far as making sure you're doing everything you need to do and keeping um, composed among all this kind of, I guess you could say, chaos.
1: I love to call it chaos. It's coordinated chaos is mm-hmm, what I like to mm-hmm. say. Um, I am a fan, and it's old school, but I make written lists. But I okay. do you actually both, written and electronic? I have my to-do list that I pretty much make at the end of the day for the next day. And that kind of keeps everything for me, and I love physically crossing it off, it's pretty satisfying. But then I also, when it involves our AD, I make a, I have a running Word doc, and each day (laughs) I date it differently. And any time I get an email like, hey, can Ross come speak at this? Or, hey, what does Ross think on this? I just stick it on that Word doc, because his time is pretty precious, and his schedule is so irregular that whenever he's in the office, I love to have that Word doc ready 'Cause I might not know when he'll be in and out, but I've got everything he needs to answer or we'll give thumbs up, thumbs down to right there. So it's kind of a mix of electronic to do list for him and then a just a written one for all the things I need to do. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to keep up with it all.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of things. I was I was uh somebody asked about um on Twitter, they were tweeting about, you know, how do they keep themselves mentally fresh and check um, throughout the year of being an athletic administrator. You know, this is being my first year. But like you said, one of the things I do, such as yourself, I try to keep a daily list. You know, it, it helps you keep on track um, as far as what the priorities are for today, and then what are the kind of things you can put off for a little bit. That way, you can get the priorities done, and that way you keep yourself mentally refreshed, and you're not getting lost in this uh, coordinated chaos. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: And I saw an article. Um, it was a kind of like a spotlight profile on you. Um, from the Texas a and Sport Management Master uh, Facebook page, I believe. Oh, yeah. And it was saying that <laughs> oh, yeah. you wanted to be, you were working with the Deputy Director of Athletics, Stephanie Remp. I'm sorry if I pronounced that name yeah. wrong. But it was saying that one day you were hoping to be um, a Director, Deputy Director of Athletics yourself. So I kind of want to ask, you know, is this yeah. position what you're doing? While, you know, you're saying you're doing a different, bunch of different things, um, how is it preparing you for your next step or your next goal?
1: Oh man, this job has been um, a, someone told me this once and I believe it, they called this job a director of athletic and training. It has been awesome because you get to see all of the behind the scenes that goes on on really any situation. Um, You're getting to be right there with the ADs, uh, step and step on a day-to-day basis, learning and seeing how they lead, how they operate, how they hire, how they fire. And you're in the midst, maybe not making those decisions, but you're assisting in the processes towards those decisions. So it's been awesome to be able to just kind of take mental notes on absolutely everything. I've started kind of printing out articles that are relevant or jotting down things that maybe Ross does that I think are awesome and just keeping a stack of that so mm-hmm. that down the road, whether I become deputy, AD, whatever I want to do, I've kind of got those um Lessons that I've learned and things that I've read and learned and grown from kind of in the notebook ready to go But it's it's pretty cool to see the behind the scenes. I'm really grateful to be where I'm at
0: So how was the change of going through the change of having a different director athletic director for you?
1: It was um, So if anyone's kind of kept up with Texas and athletics, we've been through several different um, high-profile transitions recently from mm-hmm. football to men's basketball to now an AD so thankfully, going through the football and men's basketball transitions prepared me a little bit for the AD transition, which they, the transitions are on different scales because two are coaching positions and then one's uh, athletic director. But it kind of prepared me to be prepped for when Scott Woodward, who left to go back to his home state at LSU, it uh, prepared me to have a new person come in. And so when he got here, I kind of knew a lot of things that needed to happen based on other transitions we've had. Um, but Ross is an incredible person. He is so relational and he's a people per- first kind of person. So his personality mixed with the experience of going through a
0: couple of transitions had been and made the process really smooth and seamless. He was actually, I've actually kept up kept up with Ross when he was at Ole Miss because I was always a fan of yeah. his His leadership as an AD, and you could tell that he really cared about the all-around experience for a student athlete, you know, certain values he he was instilling at Ole Miss. I see that he's doing the same there at Texas A&M, so it's great that you guys have him now um, as a leader and athletic director there. Yeah, we're, we're super fortunate.
1: It's been awesome to kind of see him come in, and our staff respond so positively to him, and the different initiatives that he's going for and you're right he's all about the student athlete and everything that we do is for
0: them mm-hmm. so it kind of brings that focus back to it and
1: just a great leader but it made that transition pretty
0: pretty easy so when I when a I, lot of work but pretty easy a lot of work I, I like that you we have to keep we have to keep it real on this podcast right the industry the sports industry college athletic administration is a great industry but it's a lot of work
1: <laughs> exactly
0: and so when I first reached out to you I think the one big thing that really stood out to me was that you kind of, you were groomed in-house in a way to say. I mean, you began in 2015 um, as the men's basketball internal operations intern, and then you went on to be a sportsman and graduate assistant, and then an athletic administrator coordinator. And then in August of 2019, you're in your current position of director of administration. So what was that process of like process like, beginning as a men's basketball operations intern to the position you are today?
1: fun to kind of do it all in one spot. So um, to add to that, before I moved, so I'm from Georgia, born and raised in Georgia, went to UGA for my undergrad, and when I was looking at grad programs, I was like, hey, let's like fly the coop, do something different, (laughs) found A&M, had a great program. So I came in knowing I have some family in town, but that is it, new, not a soul. So it's been really fun to get um, involved from day one of moving here and really just grow and meet everyone here. Um, every single day, I think I am so thankful for the people I work for and work with, because they're awesome people, but I wouldn't have no, I wouldn't know them at the level I do now if I hadn't been, to use your words, groomed in-house. So it's been really neat to see coming in as an intern and a TA, so actually those at the same time, um, to being full-time position now, it's awesome to when you have a problem or an issue or you need a quick answer it's a little easier to get that from someone you've got a couple of years of experience with and you have the relationships with um so that's kind of been the benefit of then um being here the whole goodness four oh four and a half years i mm-hmm. think is how long i've been here which time has flown <laughs> but you know you build those relationships and that's that's kind of what it's all about, and um, you get to see people for who they are. And like I said, when you've got a work situation, and you need their help, it makes it a lot easier to get the job done, it's a lot easier to have the teamwork mentality when you've worked with some people and when people have seen you come through from a student to a full-time employee. It's, it's pretty cool.
0: Um, so you touched base on making that jump from going from the University of Georgia to Texas A&M, where you did have little family members, but I think a lot of times, people are hesitant to make a big jump like that, a big change in their life. And that transition such as that is is a huge transition. And it's something, transition is is naturally something a human being is very uncomfortable with. So what is your advice to other people who are kind of on the fence of making that jump, of going to the next big thing in their sports career or career or life in general? How did you handle that and what is your advice for them?
1: would say get uncomfortable Um, I think I grew as a person both professionally and personally by making myself uncomfortable and doing a huge move like this because when you force yourself out of your comfort zone you immediately kind of rely on yourself in a way Um, you've got to be confident and independent and you to go out and put yourself out there whether it's um, meeting new classmates making new friends networking, trying to meet people within the industry that you want to, and putting yourself out there and meeting those people and then eventually developing those relationships makes the whole thing so much more rewarding when you thought, okay, I started being scared, um, nervous, but look at me now. I'm I'm able to hold my own here, kind of reap the benefits of it. Um, Now, that doesn't mean it's always fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Being uncomfortable means you're going to be in some situations where – uh, you're not comfortable and you've got to just kind of like hold tight and think i remember several times whether it was meeting friends or new classmates it's like this is so awkward and uncomfortable but i'm just <laughs> gonna like keep myself right here <laughs> because i know i gotta stay in this uh stay in this environment environment to move on but it's almost just like embrace it
0: yeah i think when i i've been to a big transition myself um i was born and raised in hawaii and I decided to go all the way to school in Hawaii, uh, in Minnesota. And I still live here today. So five, five wow. five and a half years later, I'm still here. And people always look at me when I go back home like, dude, are you crazy? Like, you <laughs> you were in weather, 70-degree weather all year round. Flipped around, now you're in 20-0 degree weather all year round. Yeah, I just went from one SEC school to the other. So really, you're the one who made the big
1: transition here. That's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I like that you touched... Um, You talked about um, getting uncomfortable and really the reason behind this podcast is naturally I've always been an introverted person. So I thought to myself, I love podcasts. I love the sports industry. I'm trying to network with people and I'm trying to get advice from people who are in positions that I one day dream to be in and, and is a goal of mine. So I said, hey, why not create a podcast? And then I forced myself into this uncomfortable zone and really You know, if I don't get guests or I don't push out episodes, it's all on myself. You know, I can't blame for anybody else. Um, Everything's in my control. So it's one of those things doing this podcast has really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And so, again, I appreciate people like you um, who hop on the podcast and help me push out value and give value to other people who who are looking to get into the sports industry or college athletic um, administration world. Yeah, I mean, we're
1: all trying to grow at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. Grow and learn and meet new, especially in this world you got to meet new people. That's how you network and get new jobs. So I don't know of a better way, honestly, than setting up a
0: podcast like this. We constantly have to grow professionally. We constantly have to look for ways to learn. Um, So what is a way that you learn? What is a way that you grow professionally?
1: One thing that I like to do is talk to, kind of like what you're doing here, but I'm not brave enough to do it podcast style. But I like to reach out to um, people in the industry, and they're typically women who are higher up in positions that maybe I think I could be in one day. Maybe I don't know a lot about, and I want to learn more. Maybe it's someone that I've heard their name a lot, but really just connecting with them, introducing them, introducing myself to them, and really hearing, "Hey, what do you do? How did you get to your position? What's your advice for someone like me who's growing and trying to move up in the industry?" really my probably my favorite way to uh grow and network and do that um in fact that's actually how I got my first full-time job so I was let's see I was coming into my last semester of grad school and it's kind of that that time where you're like okay I gotta either get a job or I'm gonna move back home mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I was um, networking around our department. And I met with Samantha Hughie, who is now the Director of Athletics at William & Mary, but she was with us as our SWA. And so I thought, hey, that's a cool position, let me learn more about it. So I went and just sat down with her in her office, and she was like, hey, we just hired a new deputy, Stephanie Rimp, who you mentioned earlier. She's like, mm-hmm. you gotta go meet her too. So I got on her calendar for a couple weeks later and just sat down, same kind of thing, no no agenda, just really trying to learn and hear from them and what worked in their career and what didn't and that relationship with stephanie um opened up into a job a couple months later so it really does benefit to expand your network as much as you can and develop those relationships and not only the relationship in the moment but kind of cultivating that after the fact touching base with that person again down the road hey i saw you just hired xyz how'd that search go or different things like that has been for me the most beneficial and the most fun
0: way to do it it's amazing because i think of all the people that i've talked to on this podcast so far um they've all said the same thing it's it's been about expanding your network and connecting and building relationships and one of the things that my predecessor told me was to always keep your door open you know never turn never turn a person away who who takes time out of the day to either email you or come to your office and ask you what is it like to work in your job because that kind of person most likely because they go out of the way and they're interested in it, most likely they'll probably be somebody who takes over your job one day, or be or or or, or is successful in a way. So it's 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 great that you touch base on that because I kind of want to just keep reiterating that message and pounding it into listeners and people that you have to network. It's it's essential to network and build relationships to talk to people um, that are in higher positions than yourself. And one of the most surprising things, and I don't know if you can agree with that, but you know, It's surprising when you reach out to these people, they're so willing to talk to you and, and give you advice and give you help.
1: Oh yeah, um, in fact the last person I did this with, um, Desiree Reed the VAD at UNLV, and I chatted with her at the end of 2019, so a couple months ago, and one of the first things she told me as soon as we started talking was, okay, I'm gonna do everything I can to help you achieve your goals, but you have to promise me you're gonna do the same to someone below you. And it took me aback, but I was like, that's awesome. And that's the way you really have to look at it. As, as someone helps you, you've got to reach down and pull someone else up
0: with you. You know, you touch base how you like to reach out to people, to the director of athletics. Um, I got to intern last, last summer at San Jose State Athletics. I was in San Jose. My girlfriend lives there, and I was there for the summer. And I told myself, you know, I might as well do something that benefits myself and professionally and learn. So I decided to reach out to the San Jose State Athletic Department. And one of the most surprising things, and I, I keep I keep up with her because, and she's a woman in this industry. Um, she's the director of athletics at San Jose State, Marie Tweet. Um, you know, I emailed her out of the blue. Like, I just sent her an email, and she was one of those uh, person, people, that was willing to talk to me and give me Um, An internship position, a volunteer internship position, I didn't get to talk to her much because I ended up interning under the event management because I was trying to get a a good idea of what it was like to manage events at athletics um, before I actually started my full-time job. So, I mean, this is somebody that you could probably reach out to. Um, She's willing to talk. And like you said, you you like to reach out to um, women administrators who are in positions that you probably could see yourself one day and want to be in
1: got her down on my list thank you i'll let you know how that goes too
0: when they reach out the the last questions i like to end every podcast with um is who is the person in your life whether it's professionally personally or in any aspect has been a positive influence you on you and why you know that's a great question and that's
1: one that always kind of makes you think back and i am i'm like the worst at, if someone's like hey what's your favorite xyz i like i can never pick favorites <laughs> the one. but um on this though i can the first person who popped to my mind and i'm going to go with it is my grandmother so she um and that's what a cheesy answer i am a big family person though but um i would say she was the first example and consistent example of what a strong woman looked like um she loved. She had the empathy, the care that uh, you kind of associate with your grandmother or a woman, but then she had a little spark and a fire in her that was awesome, Um, and really the first glimpse of just that strong, independent, powerful woman who um, is going to stand out in a room. And she Now, she had nothing to do with sports or anything like that or what I'm doing in my career, but uh, traits and life lessons that she kind of instilled in me, i easily day in and day out, um, kind of take hold of those in my daily life. So I will go with
0: my grandmother, Margie Ravens. <laughs> my uh, my grandpa is someone who's huge in my life, and I like how you touch base on it. Um, characteristics, values, skills, no matter what industry it is, you can apply it in any industry, you can apply it in life, and it's one of those things that you build a great foundation, you can be successful in whatever it is you choose to do. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you know, Rebecca, I'd like to thank you for coming onto the podcast. This, is, it has been, this has been fun. This has been a great conversation. Um, you're someone that has been groomed in-house. You had a lot to say about networking, um, making, getting yourself to be uncomfortable, pushing yourself to the boundaries. And so I'd just like to thank you again for hopping on the podcast.
1: Of course. I love this. This has been awesome. And I just want to thank you. I think doing this is really cool. And I don't know of a better way, obviously, to network and meet people. But then you're doing it on a platform where we can listen in and grow and develop too, where you're putting in the whole hard, all the hard work. So thank you so much.
0: To all of you who've taken time out of the day to listen to this episode of the Sports is a Job podcast, I just want to say thank you. I understand how valuable your time is. And remember, I created this podcast just for you. At one point in my life, I was too nervous to network. I was too nervous to email, to message, to go up to a random stranger and ask them for advice. So what I decided to do is to bring the value to you. So please, if you found value in today's episode, leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, but more importantly, share it with others who could find value as well. And whatever it is you are doing, And until next time, I hope you find success. And again, we are all on our own journeys, but you are not alone.